You are listening to Tuesday Takes with the Tommy Experience. Tune into the ColorCast app on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Central Time to listen to the show live, chat with the boys, and maybe even be on the show. Download the ColorCast app or go to TommyExperience.com for more information. And now, here's the show. All right, here we go. It's Tuesday Takes. Uh, man, this is going to be epic. This is an epic show. It's an epic night. Uh, Jason, real quick, right off the bat, just go over our parlay because Jason and I, uh, well, Jason mostly has created one of the greatest betting schemes of all time, and I think we're going to rob someone with free money, and it's going to be incredible. <laughs> it's hard to, hard to follow that up. Um, we have OG uh, Anunaba scoring the first basket in the Raptors uh, Hornets game here at 5-10, so in eight minutes. So we're going to be watching that. Um, we've round robin, so we did just a couple bucks on each option. So it doesn't, this isn't like a crazy hundred dollar bet or anything. This is, you know, a very mild bet. Um, but we have, um, we have OJ Anunaba, however you say his name, uh, scoring first. Uh, Jason Tatum then scoring first in the Celtics Kings game. Uh, Keldon Johnson scoring first in the Spurs Rockets game. And Andrew Wiggins scoring first in the Mavericks Warriors game. So, We've round robined it. We've, you know, done every combination that you can do. We bet them individually. We parlayed them all. We round robined everything in between. So um, if one can hit, we'd be, you know, not the worst shape. If two hit, we'll be happy. Um, if three hit, we're going to be pretty excited. And and if four hit, um, the 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 chat might cut out early. We might we might have to get off the air. I might have some explicitives to to share. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so that's what we got going on right now. Um, right off the bat. So Jason's working on that. I'm having some super big asthma problems and I can't breathe, but we're going to work it out because tonight's going to be epic. Um, what just transpired is the hall of fame voting. Um, David Ortiz is the only player going in. There's some, uh, older guys that are going in, uh, that were part of the vote that happened earlier but this is the one that everybody focuses on and David Ortiz is in, but uh, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are not. So Jason, I want your take uh, really quick. Cause you said you had a, de- uh, a, a very large debate with your father about this. So I want to hear your side of things. And then I'm going to say my side of things. And, uh, and we might have a couple of people that might want to chime in on that as well. Yeah, I um, argued with my dad. My dad uh, asked me to say to everybody that um, you, if you're a real baseball fan, you wouldn't allow Barry Bonds in your uh, in your Hall of Fame. Which to me, it's there's a hubris in thinking that we kept everybody um, who took steroids from that era out. Oh well, these are the guys who did or didn't do it. It's very controversial. We don't know who did and didn't do it. But the simple fact is how dominant he was against the other people who were also doing it. He was the most dominant player possibly ever, even at that, even comparing it to those the other people of the time. I mean, we have stats that show us how they perform against league averages, and he crushed a league that was – very, very, very much on steroids yes. at the time. So the dominance that he showed in an era where everybody was doing one thing that was wrong shouldn't keep him out. And I don't think we've kept everybody out. And if there's a single PED user in the Hall of Fame, it needs to be Barry Bonds. Okay. There's your there's your take. 
we got another guy that wants to that wants to chime in. My pal Joe Johnson from Obvious Shirts. He's the founder of Obvious Shirts. I'm literally wearing an Obvious shirt right now. Um, I'm wearing the Rollin' with Owen shirt. Um, he, I mean, just Mr. Chicago himself, I would call him Joe. Uh, Joe, you have been fighting with people on the Twitters, and I want to give you the opening platform of the show to just go off, King. Yeah, so sorry, I missed the co-casters intro. No, that's okay. Uh, I don't know what. I basically yeah, said so. that you're the god of Chicago. Go on. No, far, far from it. <laughs> what, what grinds my gears? Hold on, let me check. I need to change this. Okay, my AirPods were in a weird mode. It's okay. What grinds, what grinds my gears is like, where do we draw the line in in all of this? Like. You hear, I feel like so many people are more, are get more upset with the idea of the greatest baseball player who I've ever seen play. Maybe Junior's a close second, but the greatest baseball player I've ever seen play is Barry Bonds. And people are more irate with him having an opportunity to be in the hall than how upset they would be if baseball did what baseball should do and just let him in because he is that good before steroids he's a hall of famer so like it's like where do we draw the line um it really bothers me and i'm i'm for pete rose being in the hall of fame pete rose should be in the hall of fame like especially when you have mlb running betting betting ads during their games during their playoff games oh like that's a huge contradiction yeah you're absolutely right so I've been on this take my like my entire life. I've kind of had the old man take Same. of like uh, the cheaters shouldn't be in or whatever. But I, the last couple of weeks, I've been I've been watching MLB Network and I've been seeing uh, the people talk about how the the Hall of Fame is supposed to. It's like it's there to like honor the people that that made baseball what it is, but it's also there to tell the story of baseball. And the story of baseball is what Barry Bonds did. And yes, if he cheated, it should be known that he cheated, but he is part of the story of baseball. So I think he should probably be in the Hall of Fame. So I have completely Correct. changed my tune in the last like, three weeks or so. And, and like, I understand why people are frustrated. Trust me, like, I get it. It would be a lot better probably for every baseball fan if Barry just came out and said you know what I made like kind of like a pulled an Andy Pettit right we don't even give Andy Pettit shit anymore yeah Uh, he came out right away and said yeah guilty like I did it to stay healthy I wanted to be on the field um you know steroids people have this notion that steroids literally make you hit home runs easier I wouldn't say like first of all having played baseball at a high level like steroids do not make I, should, I have to be careful about my words. They make baseball, they make hitting baseball easier in the sense of maybe they have a quicker bat. Maybe they, maybe they're more locked in or zoned in, but like baseball, baseball is, to hit a baseball is very hard. You are, you're talking about hitting a round ball with a round bat that you have to hit completely square. And like that. And it's coming is, at you at like 95 miles it, an hour. Yeah. And it's moving like, yeah, like, People have a hard enough time hitting a golf ball that's stationary on the ground. Right. Try try moving that baseball coming at you 92 miles per hour with break. Like that is very, very hard to do. So regardless of the whole like 
steroids is, is directly cheating. Yeah. Is it cheating? I, I would say it is cheating, but there's levels to cheating. There's levels to this. Like, just like stealing a candy bar from the local Walgreens is different than stealing $50,000 from a person's house. Yeah. Or like, there's just, I, I just get so confused. Like where we draw the line are the people, because everybody that is against Barry Bonds being in, they should be against players like Ty Cobb, who was just a bad human being. Uh, two Cubs legends, uh, Cap Anson and Rogers Hornsby. Google them. Like, yeah. literally Google them. Yeah. It is disgusting, the type of shit that they condoned. Yeah. And, like, and something that I just... extreme racist. Yeah, something that I just learned in the last, like, two or three weeks or so is uh, uh, Babe Ruth took a steroid of some kind at during his time to stay healthy and stay on the field. So there's yeah, something Bay that would have very nice to his wife either. And I don't, yeah. Like, domestic violence is a huge issue for me. Like I do not. And, and I'm not going to get into the Barry bonds allegations. Right. Um, but like, so my grandfather who I had the most admiration and respect for passed away, you know, a month after the Cubs won it, he would have been a hundred years old if he was still alive. His best friend, who like throughout his whole life was a guy named George Christakis who also passed away. But I remember in church on Sundays, I would pick George Christakis's brain because George Christakis was Billy Martin's backup in the Yankees organization. And he told me so many things about even the guys like Mickey Mantle, not a very guy, not a very nice guy, but we, but we put Mickey Mantle on a pedestal. Um, Babe Ruth, not a very nice guy. He, we, Many many refer to him as the greatest of all time. Yeah. Um, I mean, even back then, he, there was. I know Ty Cobb came way before when George played, but he even told me stories of Ty Cobb that had been passed down in the ranks of how shitty of a person he was. So it's like if you're going to be that vocal and that like adamant about Barry Bonds not getting in the Hall of Fame, then you need to raise issues with the people that are already in the Hall of Fame. Like you need to pick a lane. Yeah. The whole, so, the whole thing is absolutely insane. Uh, and the Hall of Fame is definitely contradicting themselves a lot, especially with like the people that they're not letting in versus the people that they're letting in. I mean, you can make a case well, for Rod- yeah, yeah like, like Roger Clemens too. Like I'm, Roger Clemens, I mean, yeah, like he took steroids, but also part of the story is he had a sub two ERA like <laughs> in when he was like yeah. 40. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And like, I get it. Steroids do, they are performance enhancing. I, I think steroids are very like misunderstood. People think like, you know, the guy's blowing me up and tell, calling me a piece of shit human being and like think steroids are the worst thing in the world. Like they, they probably literally think that steroids just make you an awesome baseball player. Yeah. Yeah. Just they make the great baseball players godlike. I get that. But like without steroids, Barry Bonds is still one of the greatest baseball players of all time. And like, I mean, think about it, the contradiction. I'm going to go back to the contradiction and like the, how the league's being contradictory. The baseball writers voted Barry Bonds, the MVP, the best player in his league, seven times. Yeah. He yeah. was a seven time MVP. Do you know the and stat then, off of your, of, off of your head too, of like, how like his on base percentage if you just took away all of his hits and it's like still like top tier or whatever there are dude Barry Bonds has like the most ludicrous stat yeah and stat situations that I've 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 read them all I've probably forgotten them all but like 
I mean, he, he was intentionally walked 120 times. Like, somebody in Twitter today told me that Juan Soto led all of baseball I threw at 23 intentional walks. 100, like, now add, yeah. now add 97 to that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, like, yeah. What and if it's that's not all only you? He was feared yeah. because he was good as hell. Yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, it's just, I think it's just that, frustrating. Yeah, Joe, your time is running out, it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna reamp it, and we're gonna get you back in in like two seconds, okay? Do your thing, okay? J- Jason, you, you, you go off. Why, yeah, yeah, Tommy, while you're doing that, just to hit on Joe's point, I think that steroids make you play. You know, if you take the right concoction and get you as close as it can to your like hundredth percentile, right? Like your absolute like perfect baseball player version of somebody. Right. So if you give somebody steroids, they're going to go all the way to their ceiling. Um, uh, Even if you agree with that, even if you think that they're going to go all the way to their ceiling because they took the right concoction of steroids. They still like all these people had their ceiling then. So if it made Barry Bonds his absolute best, it also made a lot of the pitchers he was throwing against their absolute best. And he took them to the stands every time. Yeah. At yeah. their best. Yeah. So, like, you're discounting the fact that people are like, oh, well, let's compare his numbers to somebody outside of that era. You can't do that because they weren't playing the same people. So, Barry Bonds played pitchers who also took this. His numbers were compared against players like Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, who also <coughs> took this, and he was that much better than them. Yeah. So, yeah. if you're yeah. giving credence to, like, to how much the steroid does – you give it to everybody else who took it at the time, and Barry Bonds was still that much better of a ball player. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah like, I, like another I, thing, real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Barry, Barry, I was just gonna. I'm sorry, Barry Bonds. Like, you watch that dude hit a baseball. Like steroids did not make. It, it would be one thing I could see it maybe if you're like, well, dude, this player was warning track power his whole career, and then he took steroids, and those 395 foot hits became 415 or now home runs. Okay, Barry Bonds did not need steroids to hit the ball further. Like Barry Bonds without steroids was still crushing the baseball. Yeah, he was hitting like five hundred steroids home didn't runs make, when he was a steroids when he was a stick in yeah, uh, in Pittsburgh. Like, yeah, the advantage you gave Barry Bonds was the ability to stay peak performance longer and to have a lighter bat, have a quicker bat in his hands. Like you still got to put bat to baseball, and like I don't know, like is LASIK eye surgery is that cheating? I, Is I, that cheating? Because now you just made your vision perfect. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you exactly. Um, when when this day started, I knew that he was probably not going to get in, and I knew Roger wasn't either. But there's like another committee that's that's voting in December. So I, honestly, I think they're going to get in first shot on the new committee. Yeah. It's just like, what are we doing here? Like, then we have to reassess. Like, we have to reassess baseball Hall of Fame is judged on your moral character, which I try to live my life being a very moral person. So I get, and I can understand why people have this issue. Like I don't, but see, I don't hate people for having that, that stance. They, they hate my stance for, for having the judgment that the greatest baseball player of my generation, I'm, I'm 33. So like, again, you have bonds, you have Griffey, you have guys like, you know, Chipper Jones, Larry who Larry. I idolized for you and you did too. Like, yeah, is the baseball hall of fame the best baseball players who were the best people or is it just like, which one is it? Because if you're going to make it about their, their decisions off the field, which warrant attention, then you need to remove quite a few guys from the baseball hall of fame. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Keep it consistent. Yeah. Keep it consistent. Absolutely. And, 
And it came down to me just hearing the the people say, you know, the Baseball Hall of Fame is, is there to tell the story of baseball. And Pete Rose is part of the story of baseball. Barry Bonds is part of the story of baseball. I mean, Chipper Jones, obviously, yeah. I mean, first ballot. My kids been. are going to know damn well who Barry Bonds was. Yeah. Like, they're going to know who he was and, like, what he did and how good he was. Like, they'll know. Like, he's in – he is as douchey as this sounds. Like, he's definitely in my Hall of Fame. So, like, when I'm going to educate my son or daughter, if they're interested in learning about baseball, like, I'm going to – Barry Bonds is going to be one of the first names I, I throw out at him. Yeah. No, I hear you. Absolutely. Um yeah, Jason, what do you got on this? Are you are you are have you had your piece or <laughs> Yeah, I mean I think I think we all pretty much agree. Um, you know, like I said, it's kind of ironic, Joe, that you brought up teaching your son because I told Tommy before you came on that I just got in an argument or with, daughter. with my with my <laughs> or daughter. Yeah. Um, but like teaching a child, me and my dad just argued about this today because he's very much like, don't allow him in. And it's actually funny you brought up Pete Rose. His point was Pete Rose, if you can't let Barry Bonds in and not Pete Rose. And, cool I, that. I, Pete in. I, that, and that's my exact response is like, you're kind of, that's a kind of a different argument, but I'm cool with both. Um, but I, I think Barry Bonds needs to come in. Uh, Joe, while you're on, if you ever, I know you're a Chicago guy, but if, Obvious shirts ever makes uh, any <laughs> Southern California gear. Uh, we would love a buy pitching Artie uh, T-shirt because yes. I would rock that as, as an Angels fan. So, uh, but yeah. I love your work. I love I'm all trying. the stuff that I see on Twitter and everything. I appreciate that. I really do that. Joe, you, know, you want to? The goal is to grow, but I I have a hard time putting my time, interest, and creativity into teams I just don't care as much about. <laughs> so, like maybe I'll hire somebody that knows it that knows. Southern California baseball way more than I do. And they would be a good addition, but I'm just going to stick with what I know and what I'm good at. And the plan of course is to roll out and to grow, but it's a lot harder than, than it appears. Two things. If you need me to be hired to go to Southern California to do that for you, let me know. Uh, There we go. There we go. And then the second thing is how is the store going? The store is good. We made, we've made, huge progress this week we've got in we finally got in our shelving units that have been you know throughout this pandemic like impossible to find so we got the brackets we got the shelving units um we got obviously the space now hammered out um so now it's just going to be kind of built using the building blocks and kind of design and the layout and then staffing it so we're we are uh we're way closer now today than we were even 30 days ago right yeah well you know uh, that if you need anything, holler. I'm down there in an hour. Um, I love obvious shirts. I will go to I will go to war for obvious shirts at all times and all hours of the day. Um, thank obvious you. Obvious shirts loves you. <laughs> Stop it. I actually just put. Uh, they told me. I just put um, the obvious shirt sticker on my refrigerator in my office. So my re- my refrigerator is sponsored by you freely, of course. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, they make great. They make great stickers on the back of a laptop too. Oh, yeah, I got that's th- where I have mine right now. I got just, three just of them good, on there. Good. Beautiful. <laughs> yep. Well, Beautiful. Joe, I love you, buddy. Thank you for for hopping on here. Um, we are going to jump into probably some football talk because it was the most incredible football <clears throat> weekend. You're welcome to stick around and talk about it with us. No, I got to get back to work. I just wanted to vent my frustration a little bit, and and one other thing, real quick, like. Yep. Cause I'm super anti the Houston Astros and what they did to cheat. But that was like, I just want whoever's listening to know they're going to be like, well, he's so anti 
Astros and cheating, but he lets a cheater, he wants a cheater in the Hall of Fame. Well, again, there's levels to cheating, there's differences in cheating. And like knowing that a fastball is coming right down the pipe, or knowing with less than two strikes, if I'm getting a breaking ball, I'm not going to swing. That's a huge advantage. And that's like, I could probably get on base knowing that information. And like yeah. the collective efforts of a team all like buying in to win a World Series. I don't want to hear from anybody that it's the same. It's it's just, it's just not. So like I just wanted to make that clear because I will get shit for being oh Mr. Contradiction is a contradiction. <laughs> no, they're not the same. Oh man, come fight me for it. Yeah. I will I will debate this to the end of time. And we will let you do it. So anytime you need a you need to stop or put an end to something, you let me know. You get the first slot on the show every single week. You're the man. All You're right, man. Joe. Thank well, yeah, you I'm for get back to work. You thank you for stopping football. by. Yep, I'll, I'll be in touch with you soon. All right, my man. Take it easy, Thanks Joe. Good me. talking to you. All right, brother. Likewise. Bye. So that was Joe from Obvious Shirts, our uh, first ever big-time guest on Tuesday Takes. Uh, Jason, I think uh, we got another uh, we got another Barry Bonds guy for you. Um, I You know, I, I really talked myself into the last three weeks him being in the Hall of Fame, which is contradicting basically the first 26 years of my life um i don't know i just tell the story of baseball i guess you know i hear you i did guess when i was arguing with my dad i did guess that you would be uh on the side of of not letting him in so yeah no i was I, right up until recently yeah yeah no You're you were absolutely right. than i give you credit and for. you know and you know what like if if they had said he's in i would understand it and i understand i kind of i understand the case too from the outside looking in, I understand the case for him to not be in the Hall of Fame, and I understand the case for him to be in the Hall of Fame. And if I was to have a vote in that choice, my what I would ask myself is, what part of the story of baseball did this guy play? And is it big enough to be represented in here? And I think Barry Bonds is a, is a yes on that. And for that, I think both Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, for the sake of the 1998 summer, I think that I think both of those guys too, but that's just me. I don't have a vote. <laughs> Sorry, I, asthma. But I, that was awesome. I loved that so much. Yeah, I appreciated just the random shot at the Astros too. Oh yeah, it wasn't random. Yeah. It was. It was definitely it. It he he brought it back into the plot. But anytime we can take a shot at the Astros, I'm anytime we take a shot at the Astros, and you know what, we'll take a shot at the Cardinals too because that's what we do. Um, all right, so that was the baseball stuff. Really quick, too, uh, just to point out that the players and the owners met a couple times this week, and not kind of nothing happened. They put a couple offers together, and they're kind of negotiating, but we're, I can't say we've made really much progress. Yeah, nothing really moving on that front. Yeah. But there was a lot of exciting stuff happening in the NFL this weekend. Good Lord Almighty. This was the best was weekend. That, this was the best weekend of football in the history of football. Yeah, I th I think Sunday alone, um, and you know, two only two games, but but uh, two maybe top ten games ever. I mean, the Tom Brady, the the storyline of of almost twenty eight to three. It's twenty seven to three. Uh, is he going to do it again? Like what, you know, and, yeah. and he almost does and he gets that yeah. close. And then Cooper Cup and this kind of new generation of Rams comes out and wins it. Yeah. 
to 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 turn that game off and go, wow, okay, we have more football on, and, and then, then turn yeah. on a game where there was what twenty seven points scored in two minutes, yeah, uh, at the end of the game. Well, let's go in chronological order here because I think that's really the order of the greatness of these games as well. So, which is which just adds on to it being the best weekend of football ever. It was like each game progressively got better and better and better, uh, starting with. Bengals taking out the one seed Titans, nineteen to sixteen. Joe Burrow has absolute ice in his veins. Ryan Tannehill is back to his Miami days, and the Bengals are moving on. Um, this is something that you absolutely predicted very early on in the season, and I commend you for it. the The combination of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase is just incredible. Those guys know what they're doing. Um, They found, (coughs) excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm going to be doing this a lot because breathing and stuff. But uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. It's a lot of show. That's that's show business. It's show business, absolutely. You know, you talk for a little bit. I'm going to rest my my, uh, breathing abilities here. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so Joe, you, you say that I predicted this. Nobody predicted this. I mean, I thought Joe Burrow would be good. I thought he had a good young core around him. Nobody expected Joe Mixon to be, I mean, people thought he might take the next step, but not to, you know, a top three, top four running back in the league. Um, the defense, despite slow starts, always keeps them in games. I mean, they're they're a very formidable team. I don't think they go any further, and I've, I've kind of been against them each step of the playoffs. Um, but, you know, I mean, they're really clicking early, and they're going to have years together, and we've talked a lot about that yeah. on the show. But uh, he's got ice in his veins. Ryan Tannehill, uh, I don't know, man. I like, I'd really talked him up beforehand, and then he came out and did that. I, I don't know what uh, Vrabel was doing, not running the ball. I was about to um, say that was the stupid have, part of the the stupidest part of the game was how do you not use Derrick Henry? How do you not use him? They completely ignored that they had Derrick Henry, and he could have won that game more than Ryan Tannehill losing the game. I will say we don't know like kind of the extent of the injury. I, I heard that he was playing with like a plate in his foot. There was one play where he broke a run and he got, I mean, by two yards into the run, he looked like he was going downhill. Yeah. And I texted you and I said, wow, he looks good. And then like three plays later, I'd reached the conclusion that he didn't look like Derrick Henry. He did not. Um. So I, so like, I, I will say, you know, with Foreman and with Hilliard, they have a good running mix anyways just run the ball at all, but I, I, they put the, put it in the hands of Tannehill and who's had big games in the playoffs before he's been a good quarterback. Like you, I, I texted you something about Tannehill and you said, you know what talent? And I said, he had a one Oh two, you know, in the last three years, he had a one Oh two quarterback rating. That's a top 10 quarterback, top five, maybe even. Um, so, you know, disappointing for them. If the whole season they had Henry, and if Henry was out 100%, maybe it's different. But yeah. as is, the Bengals are going through, and uh, and they look like they could be a, a formidable opponent in the next couple of years. They definitely can be. Um, I don't have much to talk about in this game more because I really, 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 really want to get to the next game. Let's do it. The San Francisco 49ers have walked into Lambeau Field and taken out the Green Bay Packers 13-10, to which really isn't surprising because in the last 20 years, the Green Bay Packers have the most losses at home in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers has lost the second most um, 
the second most games in the playoffs at his on his home field in NFL history. Number one, we're going to remove and not talk about it for the sake of somebody that's in the audience tonight. <laughs> yeah, and you asked the question in your notes, uh, and I know this is a very emotionally charged game for you, and I'll grant you that. Um, and I, I was happy for you. Um, and But you did ask a question, 30 years of, of Hall of Fame quarterbacking and two Super Bowls, is that a failure? Um, and I, I didn't want to come on, you know, this is still very much your show, and I don't want to offend you. So I wanted to come, I, I wanted to, to come with facts. I wanted to look and make sure. Uh, but when I read it, I thought, no, not really, because that's still a pretty good run. And I looked it up, and there's only two teams with more Super Bowls in that time. The Broncos have won three. The Patriots, I think, have won six or seven. Um, but I didn't even do the math because I know it's more. Um, but two teams with more Super Bowls in that time. Um, they're tied with a few teams. Uh, a few teams have two in that time. Um, you know, I, it's not a failure, even no. even if – it's just the two Super Bowls in that time. I mean, you're a top four or five team as far as Super Bowls in that time. It's a pretty good return. And then you use like the 30 years of, of having a Hall of Fame quarterbacking like against the Packers. Like it's a negative for them, but it's a positive. It's it's 30 years of, of ha- putting out an elite quarterback. 30 and years. As a guy what who, other, what other sport, what other NFL team? Has thirty straight years of an NFL cal or a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback at the helm. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's pretty unprecedented, and but uh, so uh, again, th- that's not a knock on the Packers. It's not oh they they had this and they ruined it. Despite they had it because they developed it. Uh, as a guy who really, really harps about how good Mitchell Trubisky could have been if Matt Nagy didn't get in the way, quarterback development is something you've acknowledged that as a skill, as, as a positive. This is at 30 years of quarterbacking, of Hall of Fame quarterbacking, isn't it's not against the Packers, it's for the Packers. And I know you want to twist it as something negative because you're a Bears fan. But the truth is, that's an accomplishment to have thirty years of Hall, hall of Fame quarterbacking. Well, they if have, that, if that they were developed, Rogers, if it if go ahead, do you, so is that the goal of being an NFL franchise is to just have a really good quarterback all the time, or is the goal to go out there and win a Super Bowl? Well, the goal is to go out there and win a Super Bowl, but only two teams have won more than them in that time. So, how could you call that time a failure? Because of the two quarterbacks that were in the Hall of Fame, well, and the, well that's not a negative. Against well, okay, them. what were the other two franchises? Uh, the the uh, Denver Broncos have won three in the last thirty years. Um, the uh, the uh, New England Patriots have won significantly more. Are they the only? Either and then and the Giants more. have won two, right? The Ravens have won two. There's a couple that have yeah, won there's two. A few. The Ravens. So all the those Giants th- won two. The right. Steelers. You know, your 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 soon to be wife would murder you if you didn't know that the Steelers are also included right. in that yes. list. So well, let's break this down. The Patriots. All of those are Tom Brady, right? Every mm-hmm. single one of them is Tom Brady. Who was the quarterback before Tom Brady? Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe. Would you consider him a first ballot Hall of Famer? No. And, and, and again, that's like the, the accomplishment of having 30 years, I do agree with you. Having 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterback is something beholden. I think we both agree on that. I, you're holding it negatively against the Packers. 
and I'm not. I'm saying it's an accomplishment. It's not, now you said, is the goal to win Super Bowls. Yes, yes, the goal is to win Super Bowls, not just field a good quarterback, but fielding a good quarterback is a skill, and it's a skill that some teams show they don't have. You've watched that. You you acknowledged how how talented Mitchell Trubisky is and that Matt Nagy ruined him. So that shows that it's up to the team and the coach. They developed Rodgers. They traded for uh, for Favre. They they developed Favre, and then they, they drafted Rodgers. They had him mentor the way he should, and then they took care of him the whole time. They paid him. They were able to keep him in Green Bay. It is an accomplishment, and – and, and I don't think that 30 years of it's 30 years of failure for the Packers. I think it's 30 years of like, maybe it could have been better, but it was still pretty good. Okay. Uh, now, well, with all that to say, yeah, it is something to hold against Aaron Rodgers. I was about to say, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers then, because I mean, he's really good in the regular season. The Packers are the first team in the, in the history of the league to win their win three seasons in a row, win 13 games, two of those. He had the one seed and, uh, in a couple years ago, uh, when they lost to the uh, to the 49ers in the NFC Championship game in San Francisco, he said, uh, man, it, it, these would go our way if we were at home in like 20 degrees and, and heavy winds and stuff. And then he got two in a row and failed. Yeah, I mean, he's like he's not he this would have taken him to the next level of tiers among all time quarterbacks like. He's not past Manning, you know. He uh, Manning had two, and the numbers are similar. He, so he's not. He's a, a tier under Peyton Manning. Um, he's a tier under Drew Brees because they both have one, and Drew Brees accomplished much more on paper. He's, he was a much more individual player than Aaron Rodgers was, even though he won less MVPs. The league seems to love Rodgers for some reason, but he didn't do what Brees did on paper. And they won the same amount. So then, like, where does he fall? Because do you put? I mean, is like Ben Roethlisberger is a really interesting conversation because they both spent a long time with one team. Roethlisberger won two. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers only won one. Yeah. Um. But but Aaron Rodgers' individual numbers are better. So it's like you kind of put those two things of individual numbers from a quarterback and a team accomplishments from a quarterback of the team they lead, and you put them together, and that's kind of somewhere in there. You know, some kind of mix of those two things is where everybody's opinion of, of quarterback rankings is. It's yeah. really those two metrics and some blend of them. That's fair. Um, That's fair. But, I, could, I could talk about. So at this point. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go at ahead. this point, you can't you can't make the case about obviously not Brady. Uh, you can't really. I don't see making a case over like Montana, who won two, uh, Steve Young. Um, guys who won more. Um, I don't see like a huge case over Dan Marino because like. Dan Marino was better in his time than Rodgers was in his time. Uh, and even though Marino only didn't win any, Rodgers only won one. So it's like if Rodgers had two, he really has an argument against guys like like Peyton Manning and Drew Brees. And, and because of that, this loss, and if he retires today, he falls, I think, to me, a tier under those guys. Here's what I would say about Dan Marino compared, like, if you want to talk about, like, Dan Marino and Really Rogers. quickly, I did oh. want to say, before we go on to Dan Marino, we had somebody in, in the – uh, in the chat, Big Poppy in the house said, uh, Mahomes is on the verge of accomplishing more than Rodgers in four years uh, than Rodgers did in 17. So uh, another, I mean, we're going to have to start talking about Patty Mahomes soon and him moving above Rodgers. We will get to Patty Mahomes very soon, I promise. Um, but yeah, so Dan Marino, compared to Aaron Rodgers, Dan Marino, when he was losing, 
I think he was losing to better teams, you know? When, like, he didn't win a Super Bowl in an era that, like, I don't know that he would have been able to win a Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers consistently is handed the one seed and playoff and, and playoff, like, supremacy and completely wets the bed every single time. Like, I, I said going into this weekend, I said, man, I wonder if, uh, I wonder if my favorite, uh, tweet of all time is going to happen this weekend or next weekend, because you know, he's not going to go to the Super Bowl. He did it the one year, the one year that Aaron Rodgers won the Super Bowl. Let's take a look at this. And I'm sorry for Steeler fans, but the AFC was an absolute (laughs) cakewalk that year. It was 2010, 2011 season, absolute cakewalk. Whoever was coming out of the NFC was going to win it. The NFC championship game game came down to the Bears and the Packers at Soldier Field, uh, and the Packers won because Jay Cutler absolutely gave up on his team. And then our backup quarterback broke his leg. So we had a third-string quarterback out there, and Aaron Rodgers was lucky that a that a fourth-quarter comeback didn't happen because his defense got a got a interception, fumble, whatever. I don't remember. I was already crying at that point. But and then he got to go to that Super Bowl and absolutely obliterate the Steelers and and cakewalk to that victory. So his one Super Bowl is because that just fate and and luck fell into his hands. I'm not saying that he's not a good quarterback and I'm not saying that the that the Packers were not good that year. I'm just saying there were better teams and circumstances lined up to where the Packers got to take advantage of it. He's a very good quarterback. He just did not when it matters. He's the anti Tom Brady. He is the for everything Tom, Tom Brady, Brady becomes in the playoffs. Uh, Adam or uh, Aaron Rodgers falls apart. Speaking of Tom Brady, and that's it. I you know I could go on about the Packers being terrible and sucking and everything and and the world collapsing for them all night long. But by God, it's six forty and we haven't even discussed the third game. <laughs> Rams. Yeah, I, holding off the Bucks. I hold my hands up. I hold my hands up, Tommy, because you you get to be vindicated on this one. You have been the Rams guy. I've been against Stafford, and I've never been against Cooper Cup. Dude, super I, talented. I, but I just didn't think he would be able to do enough uh, in a game, but he definitely did. The Rams definitely did. The defense was stellar. M- uh, Matt Stafford was excellent, and uh, this looks like a really competitive football team. Yes, yes, and. And I think they're going to the Super Bowl, but <laughs> excuse me, we'll see. Um, sorry, lost Do you think my train of thought. To the Super Bowl? Let's let's can we talk about that for a second? So they've lost to the 49ers twice. Well, this year. Bef- before we do that, I just want to say, as much as I've been on the Rams this year and winning money on the Rams this year, I was so on the Bucks on Sunday, and then Tom Brady goes down, and you're going to give me Tom Brady at up to plus seven hundred. I'm going to take it every single time. And I did, and it almost paid off. It almost paid off. We probably should have cashed out. I think the funny thing about about that was like, I, you definitely when you gamble with somebody else, when you talk about your gambling as much as you do, you compare, you know, how you guys do, and 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 how, and you see how you react to like positives and negatives. And we learned that you are way more reactive than me. Yes, because you were like. You, I, the whole time I was like, he's got this. It doesn't matter how high the score goes. Uh, at one point, it's going to tip, and then he's going to make the run. And, and 
And the whole time I believed in it and I never wavered. I never thought about, and, and, and you, if you check your Twitter, it's hilarious because it's like three minutes apart, each tweet of like three minutes of like, he's going to do this to like three minutes of like, there's no way this game's over to like, Oh, it's happening now. The yeah. comeback's on. And these, this is like, it's still 27 to three. Yeah. And you're reacting to like uh, an incomplete pass. I and know. like, like Brady throws an incomplete and you're like, it's over. It's, it's a, done. It's a roller coaster every single time. But I'm not mad at myself for that for that game. I feel like even though we lost, I was on the right side of things. You know, I felt like I was we on the right fun. side. I of enjoyed it. that. It game. was fun. It was a great we, game. Uh, potentially Tom Brady's last game for all we know. Uh, but I, I mean, it was it was it was fun to watch. Credit to Matthew Stafford for being like, it's time that you guys realize I am that dude, and. I, a great Maybe. game, great game. Why I got distracted earlier, Jason, I just wanted to tell you. Remember uh, earlier today when I told you the New Jersey Devils against the Dallas Stars was going to be the bet today because the Stars played last night, the Devils are at home, and they're kind of underrated a little bit, and Dallas kind of struggles on the road? Yeah. Do you remember that conversation? Well, it's the first period, and Dallas is up 3 to nothing. Oh, so my my Dallas bet isn't doing well, is what you're telling me. No, you're... We also uh, in the time that um, in the time that uh, we were talking about baseball, we really got into it. So I didn't want to interrupt. Oh but yeah, we did lose the um, we did lose the one bet. Um, so the um, the first score in the Raptors game was not. Um, OG, it was uh, Miles Bridges who has busted one of these scores before. We need to just start going with Miles Bridges. He's done that to us a couple times. Oh, yeah, he's, I mean, we just, we should really just start going with him. I was gonna pay for my wedding with that one. Oh well, sorry, Anna. Anyways, um, is Tom Brady done? Is he gonna retire? Um, I I don't know. Like, it has been weird. Um. I don't really know what's been happening. Uh, by the way, though, we did hit our second one. Jason Tatum makes the first point in the in the Celtics game, so we're one for two. Hey oh, hey oh, bow, bow, bow. I don't have the sound on my on my soundboard thing, but bow, bow. <laughs> so That's we can awesome. still hit three. We have we have two more left. So actually, we're in this thing. It won't pay for the whole wedding, but you know, maybe we get a uh, Kelvin Johnson and Andrew Wiggins to pay for. You know, the alcohol at the wedding. I don't think it's going to pay for the alcohol. And <laughs> especially not with the people coming to the wedding. <laughs> Anywho, it's enough about our wedding. Um, Anna's yelling. So best game of the weekend. Best game of the weekend. <laughs> yes. Uh, Chiefs and Bills. Wait, I think I think Tom Brady is not done. But if he is done, uh, <coughs> excuse me, and he retires... And he retires the same year as Big Ben does. And like Aaron Rodgers retires too. I feel bad for Big Ben. Yeah. He would he doesn't totally get, like, be overshadowed. Quite the send-off that, he, that he would have gotten otherwise. Yeah. So, okay. Best game of the weekend. Chiefs Bills. Anna was coming home from Pittsburgh and I had to pick her up from the airport. So I listened to a lot of this on the radio. But it was still as electric as if I was watching it live. Yeah. I mean, it. I actually went, we went out to eat. Uh, we had, me and my wife had been on a very strict diet. So we went and got Korean barbecue and the TV was above this couple's head. 
And I was staring at it, and the guy looked over at me like, what do you want, dude? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at yeah. the game. You didn't even realize the TV. And and then I had to pull it up on my phone because I just felt so bad staring yeah. at the guy the whole time. Like, yeah. So I pulled it up. I had it on my phone just like sitting up against my drink container watching it, and it was wild. I mean, that ending, um, I think it says like not often – does a does the end of a game say something so like so loudly about the losing quarterback but like man credit Josh Allen because he did what he needed to do to win that football game he absolutely did and uh you know they played there last year for the AFC championship game and then they played there this season uh in the regular season and then they played there the Chiefs have won every time and next season they have to go back to Kansas City they haven't gone to Buffalo but one of those is going to end up in Buffalo and Buffalo is just going to beat the tar out of them, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, one of these times it's going to turn around. You saw kind of like how they exercised the demons of uh, um, of their relationship with the Patriots. So I think like they have it in them to kind of like beat up on the big brother at some point. Yeah. Um, but they got they got to figure it out. I, mean, I don't they, think that. So they, I know that the Chiefs like have beat them every single time, but I wouldn't even consider them the big brother. They're just so equal, and we saw it in this game, back and forth. I don't defensive know if you can stops. say they're equal if they've lost every time. That's though. a good like, point. I will say that the talent levels are are close. The talent levels and it's are always equal. a close game. Yes, the talent levels are equal. I should yeah. say. Um, but I think you're, you know, your big brother beats up on you every time you lose every time. I think that, you know, if you asked, if you asked Josh Allen, who's on his mind at this off season or any off season for the next couple of years, he's going to tell you the chiefs. That's his bogey team. Now that's definitely. his team. He's got to go out and beat. Definitely. That's his team. He needs to make a statement against. I agree. Did you see what Patrick Mahomes wife and brother did? No, I try not. I try to not subject <laughs> myself to that. So I try to avoid it. I'm not a huge TikTok guy, so I don't like. I I like avoid TikTok and stuff. So like the Jackson's Jackson Mahomes hate, I've been able to mainly stay like away from. I think he probably gets more hate than he needs to. Um, but that just shows I, that what I've seen. Yeah, that just shows that you're not on TikTok if you think he's getting more hate than he deserves. Anyways, uh, his wife. Um, had a champagne bottle and she sprayed it all over the people below her. Like she was in the suite and then she sprayed it on the people below her in like 15 degree weather. Is that the, uh, you can't do that of the week? No, it's the green Bay Packers <laughs> because no, I think they can't do that of the week is, uh, is how many penalties the bucks a game against the Rams, they had so many unnecessary penalties. What about they what had about three the fifteen yard penalties in the first quarter, all for for bad for dead ball plays? What about the behavior. what about the Bengals' offensive line? That's a pretty big can't do that. You can't do that. Ten sacks or yeah. nine sacks, however many it was. Holy hell! Poor John or Joe yeah. Burrow, poor guy, and he just gets up but every he, single time. They. they they can do that though. I guess they, they won can. anyways. That's true. That's do you think that they're in the they're in their locker room going, "How do we get Joe sacked more?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's try to make it more challenging for him, man. When that team gets an offensive line, though, oh buddy, oh buddy, they're gonna be yeah. in trouble. Um, so we drafted teams at the beginning of the postseason. Uh, we each had what is it, seven teams, 
and we're both down to two, and it's both the matchups. So yeah, this was wild because you, I was like, I was comfortably ahead of you, extremely uh, ahead last of week. Me. I had five teams left. You had only only um, did you, you just had the two teams left going in three teams left going into this week. So I had five. You had three left. Um, I'll, two of mine were playing, so I was always going to lose something. Uh, but that that I had the Bucks, you had the Rams, so you won that one the way yeah. it flipped. And then yeah. you, I had the Bills, you had the Chiefs, so you won that one too. I which mean, is we were, which is ironic because were, I bet on the Bills and the Bucks, and you had both of those teams. So me losing yeah. is actually me winning. Yeah, I mean that's like that's a whole other conversation about hedging and you know giving <laughs> yourself a way out, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it was wild. I, I actually hadn't looked at this until you sent – I forgot what teams I had. So I didn't think about it live. But when you sent this to me this morning, I looked at it and I went, how do, how are we tied again? Yeah, yeah. But we're tied and we're, and we're matching I, up against each other in both teams. So you have, the, uh, you have the Bengals and the 49ers and I have the Chiefs and the Rams. So I have the two favorites. So who's laughing now? I I'm I I think we split it. I think that the 49ers take the Rams down. Okay. They've done it twice yeah, so already this yeah. year. So let's talk about that. The 49ers and Rams game, that's going to be the second game on Sunday. The Rams are favored by three and a half, and the total is 46 and a half. As of right now, everything can change, of course. Yeah, I mean, I think if we redrafted the four teams right now and you got the first pick, you'd take the Chiefs. I think I would take the 49ers second. And then I think you would take the Rams and I would take the Bengals. So I don't think like it's that unfair. I mean, I think you definitely have the favorites. Um, I'd rather have your two than my two. Um, but I, I like the 49ers to beat the Rams. They've had to play for their lives for a couple straight weeks, which the Rams have had to do. Um, but they were already in the playoffs, you know, three weeks before the season ended. Uh, the 49ers were playing in the overtime of the last game of the regular season to see if they would play in the playoffs. So they've been in that mindset of going out and having to win games for a couple weeks now. They've done it. Um, so I I do think that the Rams' front seven will be extremely disruptive to a guy like Garoppolo, uh, but they don't need Garoppolo to do that much. I mean, Debo Samuel crossing routes – um, get the ball into uh, Kittle's hand on those out routes into the corner and get little eight, nine, ten-yard pickups. I really could see them pulling this off, and it's a team they've already beat twice. Which is exactly why I'm going to take the Rams. You, It's so hard to beat, the, to beat a team three times. It's so hard to do it. And the way the Rams were up and lost it and still won the game last week just tells me that like they're going to do whatever it takes. Whenever somebody fails, they're going to pick them up. The other side of the ball will pick them up. And I think that the Rams are going to destroy the 49ers. I think it's like the spread's three and a half, and I love it because I think they're going to destroy them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how I'll bet. That'll be, you know, I'm like we've talked about in the past, I'm trying to make more of a concerted effort to hold on and, and bet closer to the games. Um, but if I was going to bet today, I, I like the over on that 46 and a half. Um, and then I'll take the, or the 49ers plus three and a half. You know, if anything, the Rams win by a field goal and I still get it done. All right. 
There you go. Uh, AFC Championship, Bengals, Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by seven. Totals 40, 54 and a half. Um, I mean, I think the Chiefs win, but seven, that's a that's a big number. I yeah, I might like tease it down or do some kind of an alternate spread where I take six and a half so that that winning touchdown maybe would win it for me. Um, I instead of having a push on that, um, but I, the Chiefs will win this game. Uh, I I did well, I was running today on the the treadmill and I'm trying to focus on anything but dying on the treadmill. And I looked up and I was uh, watching ESPN. I didn't have the sound on, but the graphics were talking about. Um, the stats that the defense and the offense have put up in the first half of games and the Bengals, the under are the, whatever the total for total uh, team points at half is I want the under because the Bengals defense shows up in the first half and the offense does not. And then things always switch in the second half uh, from what, what I was reading about and what I was watching um, so I will be taking whatever the first half under is. I'll take that, and then I'll take the second half over. Mm, okay. All right. You know what? I I mean, I love, I love the Rams three and a half, and then I love the Chiefs minus seven. Or no, I don't love the Chiefs minus seven. But what I'm trying to say and trying to do at the same time as saying it is a teaser parlay of the Chiefs minus one and the Rams plus two and a half pays minus 20. Minus one twenty. Yeah, I like that. That might be something to consider. That might be the Tuesday takes teaser of the week. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, man, what Speaking a Speaking of betting. Yes, go on. Go ahead. Tell me no, tell me that I won. Well, I was money. just gonna talk about you were gonna say what a what a night I was gonna talk about um the night that I had on Friday when I Oh, you absolutely I have this new should. strategy. Live betting NBA, the they give the odds just seem to miss something because um, we picked up some just like huge values. I mean, the game was were tied and we were getting like plus 13 and a half, plus 14. Um, it was Friday night, so we had um, the Pacers plus 11 and a half when the game was tied. They won that game. Um, and then the um, there was a couple other ones that all like they gave us like the um the the Portland Trailblazers were tied. They gave us plus thirteen and a half. They ended up losing that game, but only by like five. So I'm keeping an eye on basketball games live now. And if a game's in the third quarter or later, and they're within winnable range, and you're giving me fifteen and a half points, I don't care what the team is. I'm taking it. I no, I love it. I love the I love the attitude that you have. Um, I am still just stupid when it comes to gambling still so i'm still trying to figure it out um but the um the one night that i had with the odell beckham touchdown and everything that was that was peak that was peak everything yeah um wow what a show thank you to joe from obvious shirts for stopping by go to obviousshirts.com and look at his shirts because they're incredible um i'm wearing one right now they're very soft and uh i did a podcast episode with him a really long time ago if you want to go back and find it and listen to it um jason well i hope uh i hope we win this parlay thing and i hope that you have a lovely evening et cetera, et cetera. and i hope that we are profitable and the next time that we speak on this platform, we will have a Super Bowl to talk about. Ooh-wee. Let's do it. Oh, buddy. All right. 
thank you everybody for listening um yeah go to tommyexperience.com and look at all the things and stuff on there so yeah okay we'll uh, do it again next week talk to everybody bye guys <laughs>